In this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast, what we're going to be looking at is charging mortgage fees up front, okay? We're going to be breaking down and actually genuinely breaking down and maybe reacting and giving you some insight into a recent interview I did. This isn't an interview show, it's actually a reaction video and episode where we're going to break down an interview I did with Serena Smith, and she has a quite unique take on mortgage fees and how she does it. I really loved that take. I loved what she did. I love the way that it was approached. And so in this episode, we are going to break it down in some detail. And then maybe I'm going to explain to you in this episode how you could potentially implement it in the options you have. We're going to do that right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. The show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's Let's dive dive straight straight into into it. it. So like I said, welcome back to this episode and we are looking at mortgage fees. Now, what happened here is I had an interview with Serena Smith. She is all over Instagram. People like she does some great content. It's really, really good stuff that she's making. And Um, she is seeing some great results online and more and more importantly, her results are with her fees and how she charges fees. And so I'm going to play this episode for us. We're going to, we're going to break it down. We're going to look at it in a bit more detail and I'm going to stop and start and just give my take on some of the stuff. So let's bring Serena in and let's just have a little bit of a play. So I have a set fee that I charge all my clients of 495 and that is broken down into three segments. So I charge £50 for a fact find. Generally speaking, I give the client 40 minutes, but I will always block out 90. So if there's extra questions, we just get chatting because sometimes they're near to me. Sometimes there's something that we, you know, build rapport on and we just run over. So naturally, I want to give them that time. So firstly, first thing to point out with this, and I really want to highlight this, what I love about what Serena is offering here is she's giving her clients, this is where the value thing comes in. We talk about, I've heard clients talk about this going, what should I charge? What should I not charge? Well, the value comes in because she's already blocked out 90 minutes where many advisors would try to do this in half an hour. So this is the big thing. She's already giving people more time So she's giving them way more value than the average broker. And this is important, by the way, if you're trying to charge higher fees, very important, or or trying to charge fees or use something in that way, because you've got to quantify the value. If you're seeing your client is just get them in and get them out, then they're not going to pay. It's the same with myself. Every discovery call, if you have worked with me as a client, every discovery call that I have with you is an hour. I always make sure I give my client an hour. And I always have an hour buffer time afterwards in case we overrun, in case they needed anything else afterwards. This is what I love. And this is why I wanted to break down Serena's stuff, because if you've listened to this episode, I don't talk much in these in these interviews because it's my job to give them a vessel to be able for them to, to talk about their situation. But what I want to do here is really break it down so I can kind of tell you what I think about it and how you could implement it yourself. So let's have a look at the next bit. And then I charge um, my dip and research. So obviously the research that I'm doing to get that successful dip and charge £222.50 for that. As and when they're ready for me to submit the full mortgage application, before I submit that full mortgage application, I receive that last £222.50. So the £50 for a fact find is charged up front before they book that in using Calendly. And the reason I do that is because, yes, controversially, I probably should have, that should be my middle name, in fact, Ash, because that is me to a T. 
And I am owning that nowadays because I'm sick and tired of trying to fit the mold and trying to be exactly what everybody wants because I'm me and that's that's what people love me for. That's what my feedback says on Google that I'm clear and honest and up from, from the get-go. So I wanted to let, let's unpack that for a second with there's so much there she said already, which I want to dive into. So big thing there. First one, she's using a booking link. So she's using a link, which I did play on the screen if you're watching, but if you do, she's using a Calendly booking link, which means that she can book people into her diary with you know, without her having to find times. What's really good is if you use the professional plans, you can actually link this to a Stripe account, which means that people can then pay you before they get access to that call. That's mega, by the way. That's absolutely massive. People can pay you, they have to pay you, before they can book the actual appointment. And this is why, by the way, when we talk about the mortgage marketing blueprint, part of the blueprint is talking about Calendly and the booking link and why the booking link is so important because it gives you the gatekeeper. And I, by the way, have seen Serena has shared with me, you know, her bank statements on this type of stuff and said, look, look, these people are booking in and they are booking in. So I love that. And I, so that's one of the big things she said there. I also really want to point out this idea of how she is leaning heavily into being, you know, she says controversial, but realistically she's being herself. And we talk about this thing about being authentic is that when you are yourself and you look different, you become a market of one. So by leaning into herself and being more genuine, what we're actually getting is a massive differentiator between her and every other broker that they've spoken to. This is really powerful stuff. And so often overlooked is that by looking, if you listen to what she's saying, what we're actually getting is that she is different. And that's what creates value is difference. And so I think if you, if the, this is such a great tool, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to dive back in and listen to some more with it, but this is just showing you she's using the right tools. She's not afraid to be herself and show to the client a visual difference, a visceral difference that makes them go, yes, you are not the same as all the other brokers I've spoken to. That is what creates value. That is what creates value. Let's have a listen to the rest of it. and Not, not the whole thing. We're just going to unpack this fee stuff. Let's have a look. So the £50 pays for my time. You wouldn't go for a massage, um, any sort of beauty treatment, anything that you're taking someone's time, but is a service-based industry over and, and not pay for it, essentially. So you're paying for my expertise, my knowledge, um, my time in the industry. You can pick my brains for as long as you want within that 90 minutes. And I'm also gaining that information that I need to be able to complete my research to get a dip. I then won't proceed and do the research in the dip until I've had that £222.50. Because again, you're asking me to use my time, use my resources, um, look on sourcing systems, go to a lender. I need to be paid upfront for that time. Again, you wouldn't go into Tesco's and buy items and then two weeks later try and return them. It's the same thing. Just because there isn't a product at the end of it doesn't mean that you've not asked for my product. I am the product. My head, my brain is the product. But you're paying for that and that time that it takes for me to give you that. So, so super. Oh, no, don't just open WhatsApp. I didn't want that. So super, super valuable. We just shut down the WhatsApp for a second. Um but like, yeah, super valuable on that, what she's just saying there, because one of the things that I think 
often is so so overlooked and talked about in the in our in our industry in your in your industry as brokers my old industry is we think that the the sourcing of stuff is just what we do actually the advice the stuff you're getting paid for is actually that work when we actually think about because this is the issue you're going to have when people say well what am i paying you for well you're paying for that the problem is over many, many years, and brokers who tell us that we shouldn't charge fees will tell you this. But the truth is what you're doing is free work. That is the work. The work is the research. The work is the dip, the work up until the application. And then the work potentially is, you know, after the app, it's that final bit progressing it. Yeah, that is work as well. But being paid on completion and all of that stuff is free before you massively devalue it, massively devalue it. And when you devalue it, you then moan that people don't want to pay you a fee, but you're part of this problem. Be part of the solution is the better way, which is what like Serena's doing, is that it's really true. I literally recently just paid for a vet bill for my dog and it costs what it costs. I'm paying the vet. I paid the vet a consulting fee, I think. It was like £370 just for the consultation. 15 minutes to sit with the vet and go, this is what's happened. Why am I paying them that? Because he was the expert. I didn't get all of it for free and then go, mm, I don't know, after that, I might do it, I might not. He I, I, oh, he was paying for his advice. That's what it is. It was private. That's what you're paying for. They can go and do this themselves directly with the bank if they want. You're not a charity. And I think this is the biggest thing that people don't understand is as you're going to get busier as brokers, you've got to make sure that you protect your time with money, like with money. Easiest way to do this is to be putting fee structures in place beforehand. How many of you are waiting for a completion in a market that is really, really constipated? It was not happening. I've got friends and family who are waiting to get into houses after six months, mortgage offers like, you know, coming to their end and expiring. And they still haven't even got through the searches of a purchase. And they still haven't been paid. And, and, and then that broker still has not been paid for the work and the, the and especially right now. So I think this is really, really important. We're going to keep doing a little bit deeper into this and then, and then I obviously I'll get off the high horse with this, but I think it's just major. And again, I won't submit the full mortgage application until I've done that area as well. And so I've got that payment. So for me, um, I'm always paid for the work I've done. If, for example, a client has, uh, we do a fact find and I give them some homework, as I call it, um, you need to go away. You need to clean up your bank statements. You know, these random bets aren't going to look great. You know, clear that up. You need to make sure that, um, you know, your overtime is regular. It's not sporadic. All the little bits that I will tell them to do, um, they might not come back to me to get the different research done for another six months. It could be that it takes them. I've had clients that it's taken two years to find the right property to have an offer accepted. So I'm always paid along the journey rather than, Oh, on offer, maybe I'll get paid. It's very difficult to get paid also once something's been done. You want to be paid along the journey so that you are being remunerated for the work that you're doing. I wouldn't go and work in an office doing any other random job and then get paid six months in arrears. I want to be paid when I've done the job. Fair enough, it might be in a month, but for me, I'm always paid up front. And it also prompts me. It's part of my process, part of my journey that... I've done X, Y, Z for the client. This is now what's due. See, here you go. So that, again, same thing. It's an advice fee. 
It's an advice fee. That is the advice fee. I love the way she's talking about this. Now, one thing she talks about later, and I do want to make sure we don't, uh, I don't spend too much time on this because I could break down what she talks about here so much. But one thing she talks about later is not only, and that's the one way of looking at it, but what she talks about is payment schemes. So a lot of the time, the stuff that we are talking about here, the stuff that we are, um, share, you know, like like a lot of the time, like she talks about how brokers, we charge it on completion and it's say 495, 595, 795, whatever it may be, 399. And we charge it right at the end after they've had all their money taken as well. Whereas by doing this, she's not charging more than the average broker. She's just done it differently, which means that straight away, they know what they're getting. They're getting 50 pounds and it's for the fat find, 222 pound 50 for the research and the, and the decision in principle, and then 222 pound 50 for the application and the progression of that application. Those three things, it's super clear. The client knows why they're paying. Also, this cost is split. So because the cost is split, people are getting more results. They get their, their feet, it's not more results. People are getting more, feeling more, um, can like, like, like it's better for them. When payment plans, payment plans are a massive, like positive. And I would like to say on this, you know, so realistically, let's talk about a bit of an episode takeaway from this episode, because that's the, the thing broken down there. But what I would like to say is that I have been talking with my clients about this. I've been trying to get them to change. After I spoke to Serena, I was blown away by this. And I've had clients already after initial going, no, can't do that. My clients would never do that. Blah, 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 blah. What I've actually had is people turn around and say, but they've changed their IDD. Now, I'm not saying, like, I love what Serena's doing. And I, if it was me, I think you should do the full whack. 50 on fat five. I do. I like the whole thing. But I've had clients who have moved from completion to um, 50% on offer, 50% on app, 50% on offer. I've had some, like, m- making that move towards productizing your fees so that people know why they're broken down. That's what a solicitor would do. They don't just say, here's a fee of four grand and this is what it's for. And, and you, know, they show what it's for. It's an invoice. But moving it, trying to just get some cash flow. Because like I said, Serena has shared with me her bank accounts with this and gone, she shared it. She sent it to me on Facebook, on Instagram. And I was like, look, this is good. And it works. So really thinking about with this, my takeaway for, for anyone listening to this, for people listening to this, brokers, ignore when people say it can't be done because it's rubbish. It can be done. It just means the person who's telling you it can't is a limiting belief. But it needs to be done right now because you're going to spend a lot of time with a lot of people if you don't. But something is better than nothing. Minimum have some form of form of fee on application minimum then and by the way this is a good marketing tip we're going to talk about this we talk about this in the the mark mortgage the 80 plus mortgage marketing tips pricing is a really good marketing tool this is a positive not a negative you're not taking more money from them up front what you're doing is splitting the cost and making it clear for people to make a decision way 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 better way better if you've enjoyed this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast, be sure to subscribe. Uh, I, I like doing these breakdowns. It's the first one I've done with, with, a, with a guest. I think I'll probably do more. But this one has just had so much talk recently about it that I just wanted to unpack what I think about it because I didn't want to interrupt Serena. I think that it's it's her time on the show, not, not my time to dive in and give my opinion. But 
I want to share it. And it's my show and I have I can do it every day. So why not take an episode out to share what it is? Anyway, let's run the outro. I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 